And we are live. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, Emma. Thank you. Hello. Today, as, as exciting as it is on this Friday afternoon uh, here in South Carolina, Friday lunchtime in England, where Emma joins us from Friday afternoon. So I think I've got English weather today. Grey, drizzling. And you're going to you're going to surprise me and tell me it's not grey and drizzling in England or it is grey. <laughs> it is definitely grey. It has been blue and we didn't have any rain. You're lucky. Well, did you know we had snow this week? Oh, my goodness. Really? Yep. We uh, we never get snow. I mean, in fact, they a bit like England. When it snows here, they have not got a clue what to do with it. <laughs> we had not half an inch, which is what we normally get if we get it and it's gone within two hours. Yeah. We have five inches and it's still wow. we've still got snow on the ground today and it landed it snowed on sunday so absolute chaos here we got <laughs> that big storm that came down so uh, oh my like, the world shut down the supermarkets were stripped really <laughs> yes. it's like that end of days moment correct oh exactly exactly so uh, so anyway so that that was the that was our news today so uh, anybody who's been following us on facebook would have seen that but if not that's our news so cool well we're going to leap right in straight away emma so i'm going to just go through my introduction and then uh, we'll move on there so welcome to a miles better conversation the entrepreneurial series everybody my name if you don't know who i am by now colin miles aka the numbers guy and in this series of interviews i'm going to look to uh, interview a variety of business owners from around the world and have them reveal what we hope drives them and how they approach their individual businesses. Each individual, uh, each interview, excuse me, will last around about 30, 35 minutes, depending on how much I talk, but more importantly, how much Emma goes and talks. Yeah, yeah we've been known to talk a long time, haven't we, Emma? We've known yes. you for a while. So. <laughs> the idea behind the series is I'm making it my mission in 2022 to help as many small business owners grow, scale and profit faster by sharing other entrepreneurial experiences and thoughts, because it's quite lonely out there. And uh, my view was that if I could share some experience, people will realize that most experiences have happened before uh, as we go through. So together, as a group, we can help you overcome the fear of success and take that action today rather than someday. So today I'm really excited to welcome Emma Cole uh, from Quench UK and EC Growth Coaching. So a double whammy today for you guys. Yay. So as I say, Emma runs two businesses as well as being a Miles Better client, which is fantastic. So welcome. Thank you. Oh, okay. It's a great having you. But before we start, I'm going to give you the let you give us your five minute elevator pitch on all things Emma. Cool. Oh my gosh. Only five minutes. I oh. didn't tell you about that one, did I? No, you didn't. That was really mean. So, in terms of all, thing, all things Emma, so my elevator pitch, I'll stick just to one business, is going okay. to be EC uh, Coaching, which is a life and business coaching business. And Ooh. for me, it's about the health of your mind and body and that of your business. And I'm there to help and guide and support you through that. As Colin is there to help you with the numbers, I'm there to help you make sense of not just the numbers, but all the other parts that go with it, like building a profitable business, about business planning, about marketing, about people, about progress, about knowing what the end of your business looks and feels like for you and knowing when you get there and how to make it as much fun as possible. Because if it's your business, it's not just your business, it's your life. So hopefully you can enjoy it. Very cool. Yeah. There we go. Very good. <laughs> and the doors open. Very good. Yes. Very <laughs> 
No, you're right. I mean, I think you've already hit a nail that I'm sure will come out through the themes. Um, you know, it's it's your life. I mean, if you've gone from being an, a, a PAYE employee or a W2 employee in the US to running your own business, it is all about you. And you've got to, you know, you've got to enjoy life because if you don't enjoy what you do, change it. And uh, I know you've changed your career a couple of times because of that. So I'm sure yeah. we'll explore that a little bit more. So thank you for that. Um, so we're going to leap on into what I refer to as the miles better. Ten. Guess what? There are 10 questions, Emma. Uh, yes, I know. <laughs> highly, highly scientific here. So my first question to you is, I believe that small business owners are a little bit like superheroes, all right? And so it's often that they have what I refer to as the origin story. What's yours and how did this allow you to take the leap and become an entrepreneur? Cool. So I suppose my story starts about 30 years ago when I first got into uh, retail and all things retail related. So uh, back in my murky youth, I started out as a Saturday girl in the local newsagents. Wow. Exciting. Yeah. Uh, where I discovered my love of organizing paper rounds and sweets. So this is my early sort of introduction into management of people and resources. I then went on and I worked for a department store group called Alders, uh, which is where I met you, Colin, uh, yes. when I was part of the Alders family. And we met when we were both group directors at Oxford Summer School. Correct. Um, oh, long time ago. Do you know what? It's Yeah. I, I yeah. don't even say the number. It's quite large. And we both look too young for that number to be that big. Exactly. I think we must have been in high school when we went there. Or yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> in my head, maybe. <laughs> that's about it. Um, so... Yeah, we met. We met there. I did a number of roles with um, Alders, loved my time there and ultimately ended up being a store manager for them at the Alders of Oxford Street, which was a fabulous accolade to have. I then, um, as you said, I've, I've done a number of roles elsewhere. So I skipped off into doing some work with uh, the likes of Selfridges. Cancer Research UK and PDSA, where I was area managers of up to businesses in excess of 90 million when I worked for Selfridges, so some really big businesses, and nice. then more base level with the charities. I'd also been a store manager for B&Q and for Argos, and I'd done an HR business role with Argos as well. Um, so a really broad spectrum of experiences from people and resources and retail. I then um, one day was having a conversation with my husband um, and he said to me, you know what, we could really do with somebody in our business with retail experience. And I was like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's how it all started. Um, I came in to help David uh, kind of bring the business up and this was quench cycles and improve the retail offer. Um, and that was my first foray into being an entrepreneur. Um, and in a very short time, I realized how very different it was to mm. be uh, an employee. So I think day one, week one, I discovered that I was the IT department. I was the customer service department and I was the marketing you know, team all in one go. So um, that's how I fell into it. And uh, I haven't looked back. I love the challenge that being an entrepreneur gives you every single day of your life. Cool, cool. So a nice wide varied background, which I think, you know, um, I'm sure we'll explore a little bit more as we go through your coaching concepts as to how that Ooh. will actually help um, your clients and uh, understand your background. So thank you for that. appreciate that. So um, a little bit of a journey uh, I saw there that up through career and then uh, um, moving in. So my next question really is the challenges for you. Now, I know you're in two businesses, so I don't mind which one you got the challenge on or, or both. What's your biggest challenge you have right now in your business? And how are you going to overcome this? So I'm supposed 
So I think you're right. So I've got two quite different businesses. So challenge one is in Quench Cycles, which is a business which relies on parts and components from around the world. So anybody out there who runs any sort of retail business or manufacturing business that's reliant on parts being shipped from around the world will be feeling the same level of pain that I am at this moment in that business where I might get it, I might not. I don't know when I'm going to get it, but it might be on its way. Um, So that is is a a joy to behold um, and is frustrating on so many levels. So to deal with that um, part is really about good communication skills. So it's about talking to our customers. It's about telling them what's going on, as frustrating as it may well be. Nothing is more frustrating than not knowing. So keeping them well informed, keeping them abreast of everything I know, when I know it, um, and that kind of keeps that ticking over and being more of an irritation than a challenge, which is probably about as good as it's going to be. Yeah, no, so then that's on one side. And then, as you said, I've started my own uh, second business because why have one when you could have two? Exactly. So, exactly. <laughs> so, we've got spare time. You know, we're sitting around drinking. Well, actually, we are drinking coffee. So, we yeah, have, no, 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 look, shameless plug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, go buy shares. She's spending lots of money. Exactly. Look at the size of that cup. That is a yeah. mega cup of coffee, isn't it? Um, so, Setting up a new business in a pandemic, post-pandemic world is is a challenge to really get your teeth into. So with EC Coaching, um, it's a business and life coaching operation. I'm a founding franchisee of UK Growth Coach, which is fabulous. So small plug for UK Growth Coach out there. (laughs) Um, And I think for me, the biggest challenge is building that business from absolute grassroots to the work you and I are doing together, Colin, in terms of, you know, baseline accounts putting together, VAT, all of that good, exciting, groovy stuff that keeps you going. And I'm really glad that you love because it's not (laughs) my favorite. Um, To then building a business. So working with the team at UK Growth, um, you know, networking, formulating my business plan, my marketing strategies, and all of those things that are absolutely key to landing clients and, and elevating my business from sort of ground level up. Cool. Cool. Good. Well, hopefully this will help as well. Um, yeah. As I say, it's going out on our Facebook channel and YouTube, and uh, I'm sure you can transfer it over to your own and put it up on your website. I've done that myself when I've been interviewed. So it's all it's all good, uh, good asset stuff. So great. That's really, really cool. So great that you've got, and I certainly empathize with you over the parts. You know, on a personal level, I had to order a window, and it, they told me 12 weeks, and then it became 20 weeks, and then it became 24 weeks. So I ended up sitting in my office in the dark because I had no window. But now <laughs> I have a window. So it's I'm illuminated. Wow. (laughs) Yes, it's I I hear your pain just from my own personal perspective as well. So cool. So question number three is uh, how do you continue to learn in order to stay on top of your game within your role and industry? And again, you know, uh, with with the ever changing world, it's and as an entrepreneur, it's very easy for us just to go, well, we think we know everything and not invest in ourselves. So um, certainly that's one of the tips I put out there. So how how do you approach that? 
Absolutely, Colin. I totally get um, what you're saying. It is about investing in yourself and, and trying to make time to do that daily if possible, um, weekly if you can't do that. So for me, I've just completed a um, CPD course in life coaching. Um, I've done several things involving uh, CPD courses for nutrition. I've been awarded um, a health champion role, which focuses on mental health, addiction, healthy eating, etc. So it is about getting out there and learning. Um, I love a good podcast. I mm. love social media and I love listening to people and life experiences. But one of the things I enjoy most of all is actually reading. I'm one of those people, I love my Kindle. I like my phone for reading. But I do like a good old fashioned book as well because wow. it's it's very satisfying to have pages to turn and write on and, and all those sorts of things. So I love reading and for me, um, it's that that keeps me driving forward. So listening and learning from people's life's experience um, and a shameless plug for a book that's not mine, but one I'm loving at the moment. And I would totally recommend to everybody out there is Mel Robbins' High Five Habit. I don't know if you've read it yourself. I haven't, no, but I'll look out for it. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. So it's all about, uh, Mel is a life coach. She has a really interesting story. Uh, she's from New York um, and uh, her life has not been easy, but she's found a way of coping with that and sharing her coping mechanisms right, and yeah. how um, daily affirmations and belief in yourself, what that can do in terms of deliver success um, for herself and her family. So a great read, high energy, very funny, very engaging, insightful stuff. Cool, cool. I mean, that links very nicely back almost to my first question, which was about, you know, your origin story and your hero. You, you said, you know, she's got a very interesting story. And I think, you know, entrepreneurs, one of the tips I sort of want to try and get across here is that entrepreneurs need to have that story. You need to craft it. It's it's going to be there in your background and you don't often know why. You know, it's often like when somebody says, why did you do your job? And they're like, well, I don't really know. Well, there will be a reason. So, and, yeah. you, know, you know, having that origin story as to how you've ended up where you are, certainly from your, will help again with your clients and help, you know, other entrepreneurs, I think, understand from themselves what, what they're doing. So that's that's key. So good. Interesting that a book's, uh, you, you've mentioned a book as well. So cool. So knowing what you know now about running your business, we'll focus on Quench for the moment because you've been in Quench a while now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, knowing what you know now about running your business, is there anything you would do differently from when you started out? Mm -hmm. Other than possibly, let's start with the obvious, probably some really quality accountants. First one. <laughs> Shameless plug, Colin. Very good um, plug. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I wasn't involved at the beginning. That's why there's a good plug there. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I think hindsight is a wonderful science to, to, to use. So for me, I mean, particularly with Quench, it would have been about starting with the end in mind, because obviously David started the business and I joined it. And there was a kind of plan, but we didn't really know what or when or how we were going to do all those things. And certainly we didn't have an end game. So we didn't know what it was going to look like as and when or if and when we want to finish it. Right. So having a plan, definitely. And then systems and processes, which I used to think back in my murky youth were the really boring, non-essential parts of business that were just yawn factor and somebody else would deal with. Um, and it makes all the difference it to, to, you know, your state of mind, to the state of your business by having them. So trying to get those nailed as early as possible mm -hmm. makes a massive difference rather than trying to run a business and put together a process to manage your business at the same time. Right. Undoubtedly, 
some of that has to happen, but trying to start off with a bit more structure, I think would make have made it so much easier. Yeah. Um, yeah. And cool. probably a, a real sort of no surprise for anybody is we employed a business coach ourselves as Quench. Um, and it was no surprise as a result of that, we actually had our most successful year up until that point once we employed a business coach. So I would say employ a business coach earlier. Cool. No, good. <laughs> I was going to say that. I mean, and that those experiences are going to, you know, stand you well in, in good stead when you're trying to talk to new clients as to, you know, this is a real example of where having a coach and having an, an you know, an impact have made a difference. So cool. No, good. I mean, I think you're right. The, it, the, and I think, you know, one point I would make is that some people think the plan has to be down to the minutia detail. Oh, yeah. I think it's just having that big vision as, you know, there are lots of things out there, success boards, vision boards, but I think they're powerful in a subconscious sort of thing. I mean, I have a fun one on my desk, which is a daily reminder. I'm not, but it just reminds me that I could be, you know. Exactly. So, exactly. Information. And, and again, I think you're right. You know, having the where do I want to be in 10 years, even if it's only I want to live in this house. And how am I going to business going to get to that point rather than, well, I don't know, you know, the old classic of, well, I fell into the job and I really don't know. And I end up retiring. And what happened? Type uh, yeah. Life happened and it passed yeah. me completely by. Exactly. Cool. Good. So a plan. We'll put that down as that to that sort of key point there and stuff. So definitely. So we, we all like to think we've got lots of good qualities uh, as entrepreneurs. But what do you think are some of the better qualities of a good entrepreneur? Oh, I would say to be deeply passionate about what you do. Right. Because if you can't, you know, sort of a deep level of passion for your business and good work ethic really kind of interlock into one another. So you have to love what you do, because if you don't love it, you shouldn't be doing it. And that's what you said earlier, Colin. If you can't sit and talk at 11 o'clock at night about a marketing strategy and have fun and understand that it's necessary to your business and the growth and development, then you're definitely in the wrong job because that's not fun. It's just hard work and it's just taking over. So mm -hmm. definitely uh, a deep level of passion and love for what you do. And motivation, you know, you have to be a self-starter because most entrepreneurs start out as like I am now with EC Coaching is kind of really a one person operation. You know, you have to have that get up and go. Otherwise, nothing is going to happen. Uh, and it's very easy to fall into bad habits if you aren't motivated because it's easy not to. Um, and finally, probably what I think is the most important quality for an entrepreneur to have is resilience, because being an entrepreneur challenges you physically and mentally on so many levels. If you cannot ride that roller coaster of entrepreneurial life um, and kind of roll with it, it, it will just break you physically and mentally. I think it would break you if you don't have that level of resilience, which is yeah. why it's not for everybody. No, true. And I think yeah, that's a valid point. And again, I think that's probably where coming back to your earlier answer and one of the things we talked about was, you know, having team Emma, you know, which will be obviously your husband. Um, but, you know, from your point of view of being EC coaching, that you're part of that team. And, you know, I'm part of Team Quench. Um, yeah. and it allows you to, you know, it's a very lonely place at the, as an entrepreneur. And I think that, you know, having somebody out there to bounce some ideas or even just to be able to pick the phone up or the meeting and oh, it's not going well, which will help. Yeah, exactly. Because it, it's very easy to um, become very downward spiraling. So I think, you know, network is my always my comment on that one. You know, surround yourself with people who are your can become your tribe uh, and that can happen by being involved in podcasts and groups and uh, entrepreneurial groups, but also just reaching out to colleagues and, and things like this. So cool. Good. So nice resilience. That's a, that's a really good one. Uh, I believe in that one. It's true. 
So I believe life's a journey. Question number six. We're going through these really nicely. So thank you. So what would be your best advice for a new entrepreneur, somebody who's thinking about starting? You've touched on already about having resilience. Uh, but, you know, what might be some of the starting point and how they might avoid that initial failure? Because lots give okay, up. Well, I think failure is quite a subjective word because I think if you learn from it, then it's not really a failure. No, it's a it's a it's a good idea that just needs tweaking. <laughs> exactly. So something just needs a little bit of extra work in it. So as long as you learn, then it's not a failure, definitely. And then I think it's about planning. So for me, it's about when you take those first baby steps into entrepreneurialism, about having a business plan and also about having a personal plan. And, and you talked about, you know, you've got your sign on your desk and some affirmations and those sorts of things from a personal and business point of view can be really important about keeping, you know, keeping you moving forward. Um, and if you don't have a skill set, find somebody that does, you know, so I am not blessed with being an accountant. I needed to find a great accountant, you know. Oh, let's, let's, we better go find one then, shall we? Should yeah, we exactly. We know <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's really important. And I think I've, I've met several people that have made the same sort of statement, which is, employ people that are better than you. So when you get to that level, either as an expert, so applying, you know, somebody clearly with much, much greater um, knowledge in terms of accounting as yourself or people that have the ability to be better than you in your business because it will challenge you and help and support you as you grow. Right. Cool. Yeah, great. So, again, network, surround yourself. Um, Definitely. That, yeah, that leads nicely on to my next question, which is about, you know, it can be very lonely as an entrepreneur. We think we have to do everything ourselves, um, and um, sometimes that can make us, the, you know, jack of all trades but master of none. And I think you've answered that somewhat by saying, you know, get people to surround you. Um, but as it can be very lonely, um, because, you know, sometimes if your business isn't going very well, you don't necessarily want to share that with people because you feel that that's, you know, if they're not part of the inner circle. But how do you overcome that feeling, you know, of yeah, that alone? Yeah, it yeah I mean, every business has those ups and downs. And, you know, I know on lots of levels where I've been, where we have some, you know, amazing highs and crashing lows. So it is about, you talked about networking and forming tribes. So, you may not have a group of people that you can share all your deepest, darkest fears with. But what I found in my personal experience is that once you start to network and find those like-minded souls or start to build a community, people will give you a flavor of, you know, some of the challenges they're, they're facing. And whilst you might not get down to that nitty gritty level, just that flavor might be enough to, for you to think, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not the only one that's experiencing this. So I'm not the only one that's had this happen. You know, if you walk into, a, I don't know, a, a business networking meeting, you can sit and have a chat about the challenges of other people's staff, your own team, um, business as a whole, frustration with cash flow. So you can have some quite general topics that can help you feel far more supported because it is a really lonely place um, to be. And then I would say, you know, it's going to sound really rehearsed and trite and whatever else, but getting a business coach because they they will help you achieve things because they will hold you accountable. Because when you are the boss, it's very easy to hold your team to account, but maybe not yourself. Nope. So that that business coach relationship, or it could be a mentor, it could be a trainer, whatever is right for you, who holds you to account and helps you realize your goals will help you feel more successful. It'll feel like you're moving the wheels of industry and success is, is happening for you. So that helps 
certainly with that sort of lonely, isolated feeling that you can have as an entrepreneur when you think crumbs, I've got to do it all, I've got to fix it all, I've got to get it all done now, and I have no idea where to start. No, no, I agree. I, I, I totally agree with that. I mean, two years ago, you'd never have seen me here. You know, I, no. so I wanted to move into the sort of the marketing area or, you know, the digital online and start doing some podcasts and video interviews. And so I had no idea I didn't know how to do. We're using StreamYard. I had no idea how to do any of what you see on the screen. I went and found somebody. I went and found a mentor, you know, a person. In fact, I ended up with three very quickly over the last couple of years, all in this sort of sector. But you don't doesn't mean you have to stay with them forever. A couple of them I've dropped away. They've, we've done what we wanted with each other. Uh, and it was time to, you know, time to cut the reins and do it myself, as they say. So, uh, you know, you can never, never too young to learn, as they say. So, no, cool. Exactly. Good ideas. I like it. And Emma's going to be a good one for the coaching, certainly. Uh, yeah, shameless plug. We'll keep you on track. I know that. She's kept me <laughs> a few times when we're like, have you done this for us? And I'm like, no, I'm done. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. So that leads us on with so many things going on in our world. What's your, what's your personal approach to juggling um, the many plates that you have to spin when running a small business? Ooh. God, yeah. Um, Is there a tip that you perhaps could share with us as to how you? Yeah, I mean, you can probably see here in the background we've got. <laughs> I thought I knew it was coming. That was your system. <laughs> exactly. Quite an exciting board of excitement here, um, which is about uh, you know. <laughs> You could call it a to-do list. I like the phrase default diary, which is about a list of, you know, things that I want to get achieved. I try and give them timelines. I try to give them end dates and I constantly review. And that really helps me compartmentalize and break down some of those really big things can feel quite scary and put them into manageable parts. Mm -hmm. And I also have probably hidden in the back of my notebook here because I love writing things down as well because it makes it feel... More real. I have a, a nice spreadsheet with colours on, which is about different businesses at different times and what I'm doing there. So cool. systemizing, writing down, visualizing helps me to juggle the multi plates and the multifacets that being a business owner uh, really gives you. Right. Cool. Cool. Yeah, that's good. I mean, let's like say it's highly visual, which is which is great. You can look at it and go, oh, got so much to do. Or you can look at it and go, wow. You know, because I think there is that. You know, they, they say, isn't it, crossing something through. I haven't quite got the fancy board. Not yet, <laughs> I've just got my scrappy bit of paper, but it's still very powerful. Every morning or at the end of the day, actually, I'm a great believer in planning, almost clearing my head down. So at the yeah. end of the day, I'll sit and go, OK, what have I got left to do? I'm not going to do it now. I'm going to write it down so I can then at least leave the office and, and have a clear head. And that's another another approach to know what I've got to do the next day. And I'm a great calendar guy. I believe if it's in the calendar that drives me to the fact that I'm going to have to do it. So these appointments were in, the, you know, the marketing is in, and that's what I'm doing at that time and not doing very easily another plate spinning. So, so cool. Good. That's, uh, that's really useful. Uh, tech. We're all good. <laughs> you can see it's all going to tech. <laughs> but, as <an> o- <laughs> but as an entrepreneur and in the current world, really, we can't do without tech because that's, no. it's another powerful tool, isn't it, really? So tech is becoming more and more vital in running a business. We're using tech here. Yeah. And I use tech for the accounting business, et cetera. So uh, what's your top suggestion for tech that all entrepreneurs should try and use? Yeah. I mean, I think I think tech is a massive subject and it's also massively personal. So um, 
I think for me, my top tip is about automating. So whatever you can automate. So whether it is using something like Calendly or a calendar app, you know, automate things that take away that time pressure and allow you to focus on things that maybe drive your revenue rather than keep the wheels of industry turning. Um, I read an article actually last week by Dell um, about IT and businesses as a whole. And their top two areas of which um, small businesses are really investing in at the moment are automation. So making life easy where you can, finding a way to find time uh, back into your business. And then uh, the gig Wi-Fi. So this whole thing about connectivity and speed of access. And they were the two main things that they said. So mine would definitely be automation. The gig Wi-Fi stuff is way beyond my level of understanding. I definitely have to employ somebody to even explain all of that to me. But automating systems, processes, find a way of buying back time, making your life as easy as possible is what I think is the key to anybody's business. Find a way of doing that. Right. Cool. Cool. Yes. And in fact, the the um, uh, entrepreneur we interviewed last week had the same thing, actually. She was from the marketing brand side and she came up with the same uh, so it's an interesting theme. She said automation and then started talking about Zap, Zaps and Zapier. And I'm like, OK, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she said, that's where I come in. And that was her plug. Which I think was <laughs> stuff. But you're right. I'm trying to automate things and trying to understand where where we can helps with the spinning plates. Doesn't it? We have so many. Definitely. If we can have one that's going to just keep spinning and spinning and spinning, and if we revert back to our own personal lives, we know you know we all now use direct debits and we have auto paying um, and stuff. And the same with business, we seem to feel we can't you know put these things on auto. Um, you know, perhaps coming up with um, uh, you know things in, for example, payroll. Try and get people onto salaries rather than onto yeah. hourly rates, which is difficult in a business that flexes. And I know that's a conversation you and I have always have been having and <laughs> we have to flex up. But, you know, those things and getting an automated payroll. And I know you, we use a payroll provider. So it, it, that helps in automation, isn't it? Somebody's looking after that. Somebody's processing it uh, and things like that. So it can just be something small, really, like, you know, offloading it to a virtual assistant or your outsourcing yeah. or, you know, those type of things, which, again, that's where I then jump in and go, well, we can do this for you. We can do that for you. And we, we find a middle ground, don't we? So automation doesn't necessarily mean technology. It means actually perhaps just giving it to somebody else, but not not abdicating. I think it's the delegation factor. Yes. And that's just the modern version of delegating to somebody else. It's called a robot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe, that's maybe, fun. but yeah. Yeah, definitely indeed. believe it's the answer to making making life as simple as possible on all sorts of levels is is I think the key for me uh, and for most business people is take away the, the the complicated stuff, give it to somebody else or something else to manage for you. Cool, cool. And we're on to the very last question. So thank you so much for your time before we move into the wrap up. So the final question is our fun question, and it's really what's your favourite movie and why? Oh God, you know, I'm a sucker for a great movie. I love watching all sorts of things from sci-fi to period drama to rom-com to comedy to horror, the whole gamut. So I have a really massive sort of love for that whole experience that the movies give me. Um, but I suppose at heart, I'm really an 80s girl. So mm -hmm. my teenage years were in the 80s. I know I don't look that old. Um, <laughs> but... And, you know, I love classics like Pretty in Pink, Breakfast Club, Dirty Dancing, Risky Business, 
all of those sorts of movies and those feel-good factors that um, I suppose reflected a little bit of my life being in school or college as it was then. Um, but my all-time favourite, and I really I had to think about this when you said that question. I'm like, it's going to have to be Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yes, and the catchphrase, which we can't say on public because we would probably get FCC thing. What the... Yeah. <laughs> That's got to say... <laughs> exactly and everybody knows but the whole levity of it the joyfulness the coolness the talking to the camera and interacting with people i suppose it's a bit you know like what zoom and everything yeah. else has ended up with now this interaction i love and i love some of the less contentious quotes uh you know about the question is not you know what are we going to do the question is what aren't we going to do because i love that about challenge life do everything give it a go try it once twice maybe to make sure so you know really see and grab hold of that great life feeling and about life life moves pretty fast if you don't stop once in a while it might just pass you by because all too easily being an entrepreneur or business owner or anybody that's at a level in a business it's really easy to get so engrossed with what you're doing to so um, stop thinking about that time where you need to take that step back and kind of enjoy where you are, enjoy the moment, um, you know, and be in the moment rather than thinking about my next meeting or who are you know, picking up the kids from school or, or whatever else. So I love those that that movie for me really resonates with the importance of life on lots of levels. Fantastic. Fantastic. And yeah, and that you can see that how that perhaps has guided your life as well a little bit. Now, if we close it out with that, you know, and then <laughs> the downs and, and where you're going now into becoming yeah. you know, more of a, a life, life business coach and how that you can bring that to uh, to your clients. So that's fantastic. So I really want to thank you, Emma, for, for taking the time today to share your thoughts, ideas and tips on life, business, coaching, uh, etc. Your journey to how you started your various businesses now and what you are <laughs> really powerful and hopefully we'll give some of the listeners some insights and tips that is the aim of these series really to be light-hearted but also to allow small entrepreneurs out there to take some of these tips and truly scale grow and profit their businesses faster but i'd love to give you obviously a moment to plug yourself if the listeners want to go um, to find out some more we've been having some stuff going across the bottom yeah i noticed like, thank you uh, for you um do you have any is there any free bits is there any ebooks or a book that they can buy yeah i mean so first of all um as i talked about my love for paperback there is a great paperback book that um has been written by tim ryler who is the founder of uk growth coach and my cohort in all of this yeah, and it's called uh the missing business instructions it's about helping you traverse your way through business it's not a massive hang on we're find the right angle from okay. oh no it's no not, not too thick <laughs> no exactly it's um it's 150 pages long so it's not a biblical proportions but there's some real wise words of wisdom in there to share it also helps um, understand about my um, business coaching business in itself and how we start that process and what that might look and like and feel like for you as well so there's that uh, we will be having some seminars so I'll have some dates coming up where people can come along and attend some uh, workshops and seminars uh, that will some will be free some will be a small fee just to cover uh, the cost of hiring um, uh, venues etc um, if you want to email me I can see on the bottom you've got some websites there but my email address is emma cole at 
growthcoach.co.uk. So if you've got any questions about business coaching, life coaching, and maybe what we can do to help and support you, please feel free to reach out. I'm on Facebook, I'm on LinkedIn and all other social media platforms. Please feel free to make contact. All right. Fantastic. I'll also put those links in the comments uh, on YouTube and Facebook so that uh, people who are watching uh, you know, on the playbacks and all can just find them very easily. So, so that's cool. So again, once again, thank you so much, Emma, for your time. No, thank you, Colin. That's cool. So I do want to thank everybody also for listening to this episode of A Miles Better Conversation. We'd love to hear your thoughts and comments as well as sharing this uh, Miles Better Conversation on your social media. We'd love for you to check back soon. In the next couple of weeks, we should have some more episodes in this series. Uh, and if you, would, however, would like to be in the hot seat, then uh, please feel free to drop me a comment and we can arrange a time for you to be involved. As I mentioned right at the front, I'm also going to have a mercenary plug. Uh, I'm, making it my, exactly, I'm making it my mission to help as many entrepreneurs in 2022 um, grow their business. So I've got a free ebook. Again, that's where are we? There we go. Uh, which is called <laughs> The Accounting Translator. It's a 42 page plain speaking guide to all things that you need to understand in business. And you can get that by visiting letthenumbersdesign.com, uh, which is where I've got a online uh, business course available for you to also have a look at as well. So lots of fun things for people to, uh, to enjoy themselves. So my name is Colin Miles, aka The Numbers Guy, and this has been a Miles Better Conversation. <laughs>